0: You are listening to the WBAI Evening News presented by The Independent, a New York City's radical newspaper and website, and now celebrating its 20th anniversary this fall. Uh, I'm John Charlton, the Indies editor in chief. As I mentioned during the headlines earlier today, a federal judge barred the Trump administration from ending the 2020 census a month early. The latest twist in a Years of political and legal warfare over perhaps the most contested population count in a century. The outcome of the census affects everything from political representation to how much funding your city and state will receive over the next 10 years. To talk more about these developments, we're joined by the Independent's Amba Gagarin. Amba has been doing work as a census enumerator this summer and has also written about that for the Independent. Amba, welcome to the WBAIUV News.
1: Hi, John. Thanks.
0: You bet. So uh, before we talk a little bit more about uh, the judges' uh, ruling today and and what it means, uh, can you describe for your audience uh, the work you do as a census enumerator? There's uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of you who have been fanning out around the city these past few months. Uh, What what exactly have you all been doing?
1: Yeah, so most of our listeners probably have seen someone with a census bag, you know, running around their neighborhood at least once. Um, but an the numerator, it's basically just a fancy word for someone who goes door to door and knocks on people's doors who have not yet filled out the census um, themselves, whether that be online or through mail or whatever, um, and tries to get the count for that apartment or that household. And so, you know, that's what you do. You get a list of addresses in around your neighborhood, and you go and you go door to door and you knock and you try and get the information, which is not always easy.
0: Right. Now, you uh, live in the Flatbush uh, area of Brooklyn, and that's the area you've been enumerating. Uh, Can you talk about uh, some of your experiences uh, uh, trying to uh, help get everybody counted in, in Flatbush?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think a good way to put it is that sometimes I come home feeling really defeated and even angry, and sometimes I come home feeling like, wow, I just, like, met the nicest stranger ever. So, you know, it's anything from that negative to that positive. Sometimes people um, are so happy that I'm out there doing this. They invite me in. They offer me water. Um, We're taking COVID protections, of course, with masks and lots of sanitizing. We're also passing out masks. But, you know, some people are really sweet, and and they're happy to give the information, and they're happy to help, and they sort of, like, understand or or understand once I explain it to them what the importance of the census is as far as uh, money for our communities and then representation in the House of Representatives goes, and then other people, um, you know, slam the door on me, will not answer the buzzer, or have threatened me and other enumerators, whether it's because they think that I'm, you know, soliciting something, which is often the case. Um, I, I've learned throughout this process that a lot of people don't know what the census is, um, which is, I think, a lack of education, you know, uh, on the government's part. Um, but also sometimes people just don't want to give me that information. They don't trust the government at all, you know. Um, and what is so that? Like,
0: do? Why Right, and for people who are listening who who may not have uh, participated yet in the census, what is the information uh, that you are required to ask for?
1: So it changes year to year. Every census has a different list of questions. Some have been very long in the past, like in the 1880s. They were super long. You know, this is one of the shorter ones ever, and it's essentially just age, race, ethnicity, um, and if you rent or own your home and the relationship between you and everybody else in your home. Um, So it's pretty simple.
0: And and, uh, just to be clear, uh, you all are not asking about people's immigration status, which has been a a flashpoint leading up to the census this year.
1: Fortunately, we are not asking about the immigration status, but in 2017, as some people may know, an executive order from the president from President Trump leaked um, suggesting that immigration status be asked and that was barred and that's not happening but you know a lot of people a lot of undocumented people were already extremely wary of, of anything the government tells them about whether or not you know there's connections with immigration there because they often do lie about whether or not there's a connection between police and immigration or something like that so no undocumented people do not want to share their information You know, so luckily, you know, I'm telling people they don't have to give me their name. Luckily, we can just log how many people live in the apartment.
0: I see. And and, and turning to today's uh, uh, judicial uh, ruling, the injunction that went out from the judge in northern California, which extends across the whole country, Can you talk about what it means for the census counting to be extended another month? The deadline was originally going to be this upcoming Wednesday, and now it's been extended apparently to October 31st, which was the original deadline.
1: Yeah, October 31st was the original deadline, and on August 9th, which was two days before the first enumerators were supposed to hit the streets, Trump made an announcement saying that it would being moved up to September 30th. And, you know, I, I'm not in the upper levels, but I think basically everyone just freaked out and, and has been scrambling, we've been scrambling. And, you know, we just know that we're not, there was this knowledge that we just weren't gonna count everybody. So hopefully back with the original deadline, because everyone did work so hard in September, now I'm a little hopeful that maybe we'll get a more accurate count than we've gotten in the past couple of censuses, um, but I, I don't know exactly how it's going in southern states and other states because a couple of weeks ago we got this urgent message saying you could travel down to southern states to enumerate down there. Um, so I don't know if October 31st will still be enough time for everybody, but it's, it's better.
0: Right, you could, uh, you could be out enumerating on uh, Halloween, uh, uh, mixing in with uh, all the trick-or-treaters. Um, <laughs> yeah, is there anything else that you would want to uh, tell people uh, who are listening about the census and, and how they can participate if they still need well, to do so?
1: Yeah, I think for everybody to to go fill out the census, and if you, on the personal one where you fill it out, like where you just go as an individual online, um, you can't opt out of answering questions, but, you know, you can put in person one for your name if you don't want to put your name. Just getting that number is really important because $1.5 trillion of federal money will be allocated based on the headcount. Um, and, and, and I know I, you, this, this ran earlier, but Brooklyn only counted 50% in 2010, which is, you know, we can kind of see the lack of funding here. So I think that's really important. And just know that the public sector is, is under attack and we need to do everything we can to
0: keep it alive. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Uh, Amber Gagarian uh, from The Independent, thank you for joining us so much this evening on the WBAI Evening News. Thank you.